Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. My name's Ify Thomas. I'm a mindset and confidence coach. I'm an author. I'm a platform speaker, and my company's called Mind Workout. And um, 
the reason I called my company Mind Workout is because I started my career as a dancer. From the age of nine, I was performing on stages and training my body and doing glitz and glam and um, singing and dancing. And, you know, um, I love it. I, I just love being on stage. I love putting on a character. I love being able to move my body. And I trained and I trained really hard because by the time I was 16, I went off to performing arts college and I got accepted into one of the most prestigious performing arts colleges around um, the world in London. It's called the Erday Academy. So I went there and um, when I got there, I realized I was really out of my depth. You know, everything that I'd learned um, up until that point was just scratching the surfaces. So um, I had to start again. I had to learn how to um, do ballet and jazz and contemporary and acting and singing and performing and communicating. And um, I was miles away from home. And like the film Fame, if you think about all these dancers in this dancing around this canteen, that was absolutely true. I lived in these houses of residence with all these dancers. We would jeté down the corridors and leap through and, you know, do tumbles and backflips and spins and jumps. And we, it literally was like living in fame. It was amazing. And I absolutely loved it. And also it was hard work because every day we were working on building our bodies, our bodies that would last so that we could be picked for auditions we could perform on west end stages so we could perform all around the world and it's a very competitive world but when i left the world of entertainment i moved into the world of corporate finance i know it's a big shift so i, I performed on stages with people like elton john and paul mccartney and leona lewis i was on week X Factor stages every single week, Simon Cowell's show that he put on here. And I had an amazing career. I There was moments, one of the biggest moments, which I remember was 2008. I'm standing at um, the O2 Arena with hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, like, just like everyone looked like dots on stage. And to the right of me is Brian May. And um, further along is Paul McCartney. Then there's Elton John on the piano. And I've got Alexandra Burke standing next to me. And then my other friends were on stage and we're singing and we're bringing in the new year. And I'm looking out thinking, wow, I've made it. You know, this, this is this is extraordinary. And I remember the rush of being able to perform and it be televised and shown to millions all over around the world. You can still see the clip on YouTube, you know, and it was just like extraordinary. Um, and as soon as I came off stage, I was just like, all the adrenaline left me. And I remember thinking, I want to do that again. I never want to stop doing that. And I, and you know, I then decided to actually build out my career as being more of the front runner because as a dancer, I'm always back backstage. But anyway, after me doing a lot of work in the entertainment industry, I ended up to decided to leave the world of entertainment, get rid of those high-waisted, sparkly hot pants and put on a gray trousers suit and move into the world of corporate finance and I started to build my business the national accountancy network but what I did to do that required me to use the same things the same things I used as I know Dre has spoken about it and David has spoken about it and so many athletes speak about this the same thing you use to train your body the same kind of determination and I suppose that um repetition and persistence and all the things that you need to build a business are the same things that I used to build my body. So I just transferred those skills across. And today we're talking about financial freedom. We're talking about, you know, is it free? Is financial freedom free? Well, this is the question that I ask any anyone who works with me. So um, 
I wrote a book called Powerlift Your Career and I use sports analogies throughout the whole of the book because I really do see there's a correlation between mental fitness and physical fitness. So I always try to use fitness as a metaphor when I'm driving home any point, whether I'm on stage and I'm speaking to an audience, whether I'm working one-to-one, whether I'm trying to communicate a message to um, some children in a school, wherever. I try to use sports analogies because that's my bread and butter. I'm I'm a dancer. That's who I am. That's what I train to be. And I've taken all those skills to become an entrepreneur and business owner. So one of the questions I ask everybody, and it's a question that came up for me, and it's are you prepared to do the things today that others won't do to have the things tomorrow that others won't have and that is a quote by Norman Vincent Pill it's from his book um the power of positive thinking now when I ask that question to people I get some kind of response where people kind of hear what I'm saying and kind of nod and then I have to say it again so I'll say it again just in case you're on the app and you're kind of half listening Are you prepared to do today the things that others won't do to have the things tomorrow that others won't have? That's the question you've got to ask yourself because every single one of us has the ability to become financially free. We have the ability to live the best life that we want, be, do and have whatever we want. We can become whoever we want to be if we're willing to do the things today that others aren't willing to do. And, and I think that is one of the biggest factors to getting what you want. You have to recognize that to get where you want to be, you have to be willing to do things. Like, I love what Dre says, who are you becoming? It's becoming, like a Michelle Obama's book, becoming. Who you are today is a result of all the things that's happened to you in your past that has brought you to this place now. But who you will be in the future is a result of who you decide to become today. Because you cannot get where you want to be by remaining who you are today. It doesn't make sense. And I can look, and I can give you an analogy. If I can do a double pirouette, a beautiful ballerina double pirouette turned out and land it perfectly, and then I decide I want to be able to do a triple, the body, the strength, the technique that I have to do a double pirouette is not going to get me to do a triple. It isn't like, oh, just do one more. There is a whole different mentality. There's a whole different setup. There's a different way that you pull up. There's a different way that you position your body. There's a different amount of energy that you put into bringing your arm in to help you pull round. It is not the same thing. So if you can master a single pirouette and then you can master a double, don't for one minute, this is what my ballet teacher would tell me, that doesn't mean that you can do a triple, Ify, it doesn't. In fact, let me teach you again now. Now that you've got the basics, you can do a single pirouette and a double pirouette. If you wanna do a triple, there's gonna be a whole different kind of approach. You're gonna to have to become a different kind of dancer. And that's exactly what Dre was saying. If you want to achieve something that you've never achieved before, it, you would be out of your mind to think that you can get there being the same person that you are right now. Because if you could, you would already have that, right? So when I think about success, Success is different to everybody. Everybody looks at financial freedom differently. Some people, financial freedom could be an extra $100, $100 pound a month. It could be an extra $1,000 or an extra $1,000 pound a month. It could be an extra $5,000. Everyone's different. Everyone views financial freedom differently because it depends where you are on your journey. So when I'm talking about success, 
I mean, it is different for everyone. Success, D Devon Franklin says that success is when you become the director of your movie, when you become the leading character in your life. That could be when you're successful, when you are in charge, when you're not playing a back backing dancer to somebody else who's front and center, when you're not playing an extra in somebody else's movie. You know, the idea of, if you think of someone like Richard Branson, could you imagine him getting onto um, a plane and saying, do you know what, I'm not gonna be the CEO today, I'm gonna be cabin crew. You know, he's not going to take that role. That's not his role. He is the lead man when it comes to Virgin and you are the lead person when it comes to your life. And it's really important that we step into our power and we step up and take the lead. And when you take the lead, what happens is it means that you take responsibility. It means that you let go of blaming and pointing the finger at all the things that have gone wrong in your life. Now, every single person has a sad story to share. We've all had times in our lives where we have experienced tragedy. We're probably, some people are going through it now. Les Brown says you're either in a problem, you just left a problem, or you're heading towards a problem. We all go through that. That's what makes us human beings. But it's about recognizing that the story that you tell yourself can either hold you back or it can propel you forward. And it's really important if you want financial freedom and it's something that's on your list, it's a goal that you want, then you have to realize that you can't get there doing what you've always, always done. It's about actually changing the narrative, changing the story. So today I want to talk to you about a couple of things, actually. So. In my membership, which I've put a link to, um, we started it in May and it's for 12 months and we cover each chapter of my book to help people get from where they are to where they want to be. Next, this month, July, we're going to be talking about your core your core muscle. I call it build your core muscle, which is all about your self-esteem. It's all about building your confidence, having unshakable confidence. But today I'm going to talk to you about one of my chapters, which is actually chapter, it's chapter eight in the book and it's called Be Known for Being the best. And the reason why I say be known for being the best, because when excellence is your number one priority, what happens is, is that you're able to really focus on becoming excellent. Like how incredible is it if you just say, look, my goal is to become excellent. Now, it's very difficult to have the energy or motivation or desire to become excellent at something that you don't care about, which is why it comes back down to what Steve Jobs always says he says do work that you love find work that you love focus on something that you care about something that you'd stay up all night learning about something that you would get obsessed about that's why you must choose to do something that matters to you because it's really difficult to want to become excellent at something you're like yeah I'm not bothered about that I just do it for the money that kind of stuff doesn't work because Money is a byproduct. It comes because of something. Like a lot of people say, I just want to be wealthy. I just want to be, I just want to be financially free. I just want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. All of those, I just want to be, I just want to be. How about, first of all, you think about what would I be willing to do to invest enormous amounts of time so that I can become the best? What do I want to be excellent at? What do I want to become an authority at? Where do I want to shine? If I'm going to have to, if everything, let's say the Malcolm Gladwell, that, that idea of the 10,000 hour rule, um, that let's just say, for instance, anything we want to do is going to take a minimum of 10,000 hours. I always say to myself like 60,000 hours because everything takes me like three times longer than everybody else. But let's just say 
that we say is 10,000 hours. Let's say that you're going to, whatever you decide to do, it's going to take you 10 years. That's it. Begin, and you're starting today. What one thing would you decide to do that you were willing to spend 10 years working at to become excellent at? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Stop wasting your time doing things that you're just doing for a quick, easy win or a quick, easy buck. So anyway, what I'd love to talk to you today, because I'm, I'm so excited that I'm here today again, um, I'd like to talk to you about some of the things that I learned along my journey so that I could change my mindset around money. Because for me, my mum used to say that money used to burn a hole in my pocket, meaning when I got money, I couldn't help but spend it. I was like, whoa, money, let's spend it. You know, I that was very much my mentality. Um, always, someone gave me money, I'd spend it. Birthday money, spend, 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 spend. In fact, when money was in the bank, I was like, I need to go shopping. <laughs> and it took me a long while to change my money mindset. And I did read... Um, the book Money by Tony Robbins, which was a huge, massive book, which was very overwhelming. And then I got the summary version and I kind of um, got better grips with it. But um, wh when I started to change my money mindset was um, in 2014, I went to San Diego, California to um, work with Brian Tracy's company. And when I got there, I was the youngest um, and the only British one. And obsessed with Brian Tracy I mean like so obsessed I could quote everything he was saying as he was saying it how annoying would that be could you imagine there's that that girl in the back saying I know what you're gonna say next because I'd read all of his books over and over again um and have a photographic memory so I um ingrained them into my memory <laughs> and um anyway there was a guy there his name's Randy Bevins we're still friends on LinkedIn and he was told a story how he had um been following Brian Tracy when he was younger and how he'd got all Brian Tracy's cassettes so he'd learn Brian Tracy has this um seminar called the Phoenix seminar which Brian Tracy started when he was if anyone doesn't know who Brian Tracy is you can google him he's basically I think he's the granddad of human potential he's he talks about the psychology of selling he's got a book called Maximum Achievement Eat That Frog he's he's really like his work has got me to where I am now I've literally followed his teachings letter by letter um and that's why I talk about him a lot because he's like it's like a bit like a bible to me Brian Tracy's um methodologies and I actually worked with the company and became a trainer anyway I digress so what I was saying is is this guy Randy Bevins was at this event where I first met Brian Tracy and he was talking about how Brian Tracy's cassettes changed his life and how he now owns a plane he's a multi-millionaire and at that time I don't think I'd actually met a millionaire enough to talk to for more than a couple of minutes. And I was speaking to him while we were um, having lunch and I was in awe. I was like, so what, what did you do? And what did you do? I said, tell me the secret, Randy, tell me the secret. And he said to me, <laughs> he says, this is the secret to becoming wealthy, Iffy. He was like, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep. And I was like, huh? He was like, it's not what you earn, it's how much you keep. And I thought, it's what I keep. So what I'm earning, it's what I keep that makes me wealthy. He was like, yeah, think about how much money you've earned over your life from being a performing dancer, from working in your part-time jobs. How much of that money do you still have in the bank? I was like, none of it. <laughs> he was like, exactly. He goes, there are some people who earn much less than you but have more in their bank than you do because you spend all of it. And that's fine because you can invest it. He says, but this is what I've learned over my life. It's not what you earn, it's what you keep. And then he says, the one of the things that you can start doing is putting away 3% of your, every time money comes into your bank, take 
and put it into a saving account that you do not touch. And when he said that, I thought, that's impossible. How could I possibly do that? Because everything I earn, I lived on. I lived on everything. So I basically lived my life to support the money I earn. And if I earned more money, I just bought more things or bought more expensive, lived somewhere more expensive or bought a more expensive car. So I, my outgoings inflated as my income inflated. So I was basically never had any savings. And it didn't, you know, and I always thought, well, I can't. So anyway, so when he said do that, I, I left California, went back to England with my partner. And we were like, right, let's do that then. And it was really difficult. And I messaged him and said, I'm really struggling to do that because I already have all my bills accounted for. So what shall I do? He said, well, just start taking 1% then. So then I started taking 1%. Then after about six months, 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%. And like this was years ago now. So now I can take 20% of what I earn and put it in a pot because I've learned to live on the rest rather than spend it all. And the reason I tell you this story is because he was there at the event, even being a millionaire and being successful and giving me the advice because he was still learning. He still wanted to learn from Brian Tracy even after he'd already made it. So today, if in the time that I have, I want to share with you um, some of the C's. Brian Tracy has this great, this great, you can find it on YouTube. He talks about the 10 C's. And these 10 C's are so brilliant that I've coached them for years and years and years and years and years. And they've always had really good results with um, people that I'm working with when I talk about the 10 C's. So if I um, have time, we'll, we'll maybe go over one or two of the C's and then maybe you guys could jump in and then talk about them. So the first C, hold on, let me get it. So the first C is competence. Having the character to be able to do the work to a high standard. Because the thing is, when you get the opportunity, and I talk about this as well in my speaking work, if someone throws you the mic and you truly are a singer, a performer, a speaker, and you get the mic and you don't crush it on the mic, you've got to ask yourself, was I, had I trained, had I prepared myself, had I done the work behind the scenes? And I think one of the things to really help with success is competence. Having the competence to be able to really do work to the high standard because then people know you as somebody who's excellent. The other C is concentration, to be able to stay focused and keep going. You know, when you think about stamina and endurance and being able to be resilient enough to keep going and stay focused, we now live in a world where what we carry around in our back pockets, our mobile phones, there is more power and more capability on our mobile phones than what they used in the computer that sent the first man to the moon. We are carrying around with us this incredible device that can do so many things, but also that can distract us from so many things. If you've got your notifications on, ping, 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 you can get notified. You can, I could get a phone call in the middle of while I'm speaking to you, then you can get a FaceTime video, then you could get a notification from TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, and then you get an email and then someone texts you. You know, it's like we're constantly bombarded by people trying to grab our attention. So what we have to do if we really want to be excellent and we want to be known for being the best and we want to become an authority, then we have to be able to stay focused. We have to be able to stay focused, you know, long enough so that we can learn, grow, develop, 
and expand who we are. Because if we're constantly being reactive and we're reacting to what everybody else wants, we'll never really move forward. So what I do is just turn off all your notifications. You know, just turn them off, especially when you're doing something that involves, you know, focus. So definitely, and concentration. So we've got competence, concentration, and then we've got um, this one, which I think is really important. If we think about, um, if we think about consideration, the quality of your relationships with other people would determine your success in life. So if you're able to develop the people skills that you need to become a better communicator, that's when you're going to be able to really um, position yourself well. So I, I'd say look for different courses that will help you become a better communicator, work on your weakest area, because the thing is, when you work on your weakest area, it actually um, elevates all the other areas. And um, the law of- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Incremental improvement. You know, when you are able to figure out what don't I do that well? What don't I do that well? And how can I improve that? Then what happens is, is that all the other areas improve at the same time. And then we've got consistency. Now I love consistency. Dependable, steady, predictable work is always superior to fast spurts of work. And I love this idea because if you are consistent and you consistently show up and you consistently deliver and you consistently stay in the game, you will be known by other people as somebody that's reliable because you're consistent. You do what you, you do what you say you're going to do. You show up when you say you're going to show up. And when you show up, you do it really well. If you can start to develop those kind of characteristics of being able to be um, to have competence, concentration, consideration, consistency. And I'll do one more, then I'll open it up if anyone wants to jump in on one that you've probably used more than um, commitment. I think commitment's a really important one because we're talking about financial freedom. Commitment. To make a commitment is one of the hardest but most rewarding things that you can do because no success is possible without commitment. The ability to commit to yourself wholeheartedly is the basis of achieving any success that you want in life. I know it's been said this morning from Marvin and Dre. It's about you have to pick yourself. You have to be committed to your goals and you have to keep going even if other people lose their way. And I'll, I'll just leave you this one thing before we open up. And it's a quote of mine, a favourite quote by Oprah Winfrey. She says, if you're running a race as fast as you can, the amount of energy it takes you to look to see how close the other person is to you in the other lane can be the very thing that stops you. I watch so many people trip themselves up by comparing themselves to other people, looking to see what other people are doing, comparing their success to theirs, judging them. And then what it does is it means that you lose the focus. You're no longer concentrating on your lane, on your race, on your goals. You're now concentrating on what they're doing. So if you can decide what you want and then start running towards it, and like Tim's story says, if you can't run towards it, then, you know, crawl, crawl, stand, walk, run, and then fly. But the brilliant part, and, I, and I've been at this place many times in my life when I'm flying, it is the most freeing feeling in the world because flying in business 
is exactly the same as flying as a dancer. When I fly through the sky, as when I'm leaping off from one leg to the other and I'm completely in my light, I feel so free. And the same thing happens in business. When you are flying towards the thing that you want and you're fearless, it's the most amazing adrenaline rush ever. Because while you're in the sky, you know that no matter where you fall, you're gonna be okay. That that takes time, but it actually takes real commitment. So um, I, I'd love to leave myself there and see if anyone would like to jump in and um, share anything that you're doing to um, keep going. I would, it's Jason. Hello, Jason, over to you, good morning. Yeah, I just wanna share because of the Father's Day thing. This is what, and some of us haven't had fathers, but just for the people that haven't, if you had a mother that did this or a coach, I think the commitment and the consistency is what, you know, uh, my father and those of us who have had fathers that were there, this is what a father provides that other people, maybe you have to pay for a coach if you don't have a mother that does this um, or that did this. And some of our mothers are still doing this and fathers are still doing this. Mine passed away, but my mother does this. Like she was there consistently for me. Like she even just came over yesterday and she's cleaning up my house and I'm like, it's okay, I'm gonna get to it. But you, you, people know you never stop mothering, right? Um, and she's 77. So my father did this for me. And I just, you know, my father taught me how to live. My father taught me how to give. My father taught me to the light in doing what's right. My father taught me how to write and how to recite. My father taught me how to think. My father held me to not sink when I tried to stay afloat. When I was drowning, he threw me that life-saving rope. He taught me to avoid dope, to never try sniffing coke. He taught me never to get drunk and to never start to smoke. My father taught me to instead get high on life and he taught me that even when times are rough, if I followed his advice, it still always be ahead. I made my mistakes, but my father forgave and taught me to pray for forgiveness before I went to bed. My father was my coach, my baseball coach. He made me the MVP. I don't know if I deserved it, but my father taught me how to study and learn how to be yet to never settle for a B when I got 97%. My father asked me what happened to the other three in grade nine math. So I got 100% in grade 10 math to make my father proud of me. My father taught me how to learn and earn my degree in life all the G. My father taught me how to see the goodness in his family and humanity. My father taught me how to live. My father taught me to forgive because he constantly had to forgive me, he told me all that he could, and then he set me free to explore humanity, even though he knew I would die someday. Because humanity would not always be how we all knew that humanity should be. My father loved me and taught me how to love and knew that humanity would not always be as loving as he was to me, so my father sacrificed me. My father set me free. My father taught me to love him and even those who hated me as much as he loved me and to do unto all this that I would do unto me, my father on earth, whom I love, Bernard Humphreys. I visited his graveside yesterday and went from up above. God, I thank my father. Thanks for the two minutes. I'm done speaking. Wow, wow, wow. I love that. Is there a way we can get that? That should, is, is there a book or a... Do you have that Oh somewhere? yeah, all that stuff is in all my books and stuff like that. You just read my profile. I'm done speaking.
Wow, well done. Thank you so much. So passionate. TM, I saw you flashing. Do you want to jump in? No, I thought that was uh, I thought that was super good. That was like really good. I can't hear you, or is it me? Hey, TM, you no, there? No, I was clapping, Ify. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jason, thank you so much. Yeah, I just recognized who you were, the Jason with the ever-changing profile. I remember you. You've been on the app a long time. Um, would anyone else like to jump in um, and share anything that they're going through? We're talking about financial freedom isn't free. We're talking about Father's Day. We're talking about commitment, goals, being able to grab hold of your life. Would anyone like to jump in? We've got a bit of a quiet stage. Is everyone just taking in um, the poem that we just heard. Would anyone like to jump in? Just on mic. Favor, favor, over to you. Oh, thank you so much, Ife. Uh, that was really, that poem was really powerful. Uh, thank you for all you've shared this morning. Um, uh, talking about commitment, I I heard when you mentioned about, you know, uh, being being clear about what, what we really want. What is that thing that really excites us most? most and that is what we really want to focus on rather than trying this one trying that one and floating around and that gives us that commitment when we are able to really hold on to things that is really important to us that you know where we have our most energy and we now decide that okay this is where i really want to focus my energy this is where i want to focus my investment and in that way, we know that we are getting good results from that. And that actually brings that commitment uh, because when it gets to, when the chips are down, when it's not going tough, we get that motivation because of, we have that strong why that is keeping us going. That brings that commitment, that brings that motivation to keep us going. It also makes us to like even invest in ourselves to get what we really want, uh, it's, it, it, becomes, uh, uh, it, it, it becomes difficult when we are not sure when the foundation is wrong in the sense that, you know, the foundation is what do we really want? What are we looking to become? If that is not clear, that is a foundation. This is when we begin to think about, okay, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe I'm in a wrong career. But it means that we want to get the foundation right. Once the foundation is right, we get the motivation to keep going, irrespective of how we are feeling, irrespective of the results we are, we are, we are getting. It means we want to be committed to spend more time on it to get better. We want to spend more money to invest in ourselves to get the results we really desire to get. Uh, that's me done on that. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Favor. Yeah, you said so many things and I kept hearing once it's right, once it's right, once it's right. And I think, um, you know, when when we're especially if we're entrepreneurs and we're, you know, really like hard workers and we're, we're on the app. So we're obviously into personal development and growth and we want to take action. I think some of the times I find is trying to get it right can actually be the thing that stops so many people because we, we're trying to get it right, get everything just right so that we can go. But what I found for myself is I've had the biggest success is when not everything has been right. You know, I've, you know, I've just done, I've just taken action because I've, you know, we obviously we want everything to be right, but it usually isn't anyway. And sometimes um, that's where you can over procrastinate 
and that's where you can get into like perfectionism and that's where we can start to not move and i know we're speaking about taking action taking action taking action well sometimes you have to take action even if you're not ready you know i find that if i if i don't go to bed at least once a month with my heart beating out of control because I'm about to do something that's a little bit risky, that's um, gonna push me out of my comfort zone, then I don't feel like I'm growing. I, I, I feel like those moments of that gut-wrenching feeling, that worry, or where you're like, shall I do it, shall I do it? Those moments uh, are really important to growth. We have to be able to be uncomfortable. You know, we've all heard it, you know, you grow outside of your comfort zone. And I think sometimes, when you are somebody who is, you know, highly um, driven and focused and analytical, we can spend a long time saying, let me just make sure that everything's crossed and dotted and t the, uh, the, um, the T's are crossed and the, the I's are dotted. Let's just make sure everything's just right before I leap. But sometimes you have to leap even when things aren't right. And I think that's really, I don't know, that's fun. Because it, it's fun because it means that you're growing and stretching mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically as well. Um, Favour, thank you for being here. Absolutely lovely. I, I, I really am, I'm here for another 30 minutes. So what I'd love to do is, um, I'll do a quick reset if I may. Um, you're in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. This is your place for motivation, education and inspiration. And if you're not following the club, please click on that little green Monopoly house and then go down to the bottom of your phone and there's a square with 96 on with some arrows. I want you to click on that and I want you to share it out to the hallway and let people know where we are. Cause I went into the hallway and I couldn't find this room at the top. So let's get people to know where we are, that knowing that the room is on, just write something like best place to start your day, come in here and get served, join the biggest breakfast club table in the world, whatever you wanna do, but let's throw that out there. We're at 96 at the moment. So I'm gonna start looking to see who's sharing the room and just go through and make sure everyone's getting that out. So we're still at 96, come on guys. Click on it. Oh, 97, right? Who was that? I'm going right. Um, Maisha, thank you for sharing the room. Yep, the room is here today. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone who shared the room. With the last person who shared the room, other than Maisha, was 23 minutes ago. So, can we get a few more shares? Should we liven up the stage a bit? Should we um get going? Oh, we're at 101. Let's get that out. Let's get some more people in the room so that they're not hanging around the hallways of Clubhouse wondering where to go. Kimberly King has just joined us in the room. Fantastic. Let's bring Kimberly up on the stage. She's always got some goodness to share with us. So um, I've put a link at the top of the room. Um, my company is called Mind Workout and I started in May a monthly membership, which is where once a month, the first Sunday of every month, we get on a call with me. And I just did it because I thought, wouldn't it be a, you know, wouldn't it be great if you could get an extensive mind workout every month? So what I'd like to do is invite any of you to join this exclusive membership where I will talk mindset, confidence, launching and sales, branding and storytelling, all the stuff that I do. But ultimately, I'm your accountability coach. I'm going to ask you, have you done what you said you're going to do and why aren't you doing it? And let's move the needle because I am in a rush. And if any of you are hearing me today, my voice sounds a little bit different. And it sounds a little bit different because I, out of nowhere, got really ill on Friday. I mean, I literally had to crawl in my front door. I was doing a three-day training course in London. I got home. I literally crawled in. And then on Friday morning, I had the busiest Friday I've had in a long time. So I started the day. Do you remember I told you last week my son was worried that I might um die of a heart attack if you were here if you didn't if you didn't if you don't know what I'm talking about there's a replay but basically my son had this random dream that I died 
um, because my heart stopped. So I then went and booked myself in with the doctor. And on Friday, I had my doctor's appointment where they did an echo just to check my heart and make sure everything's fine. And they said that everything is fine. So I had that at 11 a.m. after getting in at 2 a.m. And then after that, I had to rush in the car for 40 miles to the radio station because every Friday, I have my own radio show called Feel Good Friday, which is where I bring motivation and I make people feel good by talking about how to really squeeze the joy out of your life. It's my favorite thing and I play music to support it. So I play all my favorite Feel Good Friday songs and I have a two hour slot where I'm playing music. And um, when I was driving there, I was thinking, I don't feel well. And I sent a voice note to the um, producer, my producer and said, what happens if I can't make it? Do we have somebody to take my slot? And then I quickly deleted it and thought, you are gonna make it, Effie. So I got to Northamptonshire, the place where I did it, parked my car, someone pulled out just at the perfect timing. I parked my car in and then I went down to the radio station. I got inside and I, first of all, I played, it's Friday, yeah, obviously. And I was buzzing and I was building the adrenaline, but it was so hot that day. It was like 30 in the UK. They said it was hotter in the UK than it was in Jamaica. So anyway, and we can't have any aircon in the studio when we're doing it because the aircon picks up on the microphones and affects the sound of the radio station. So it was boiling, boiling. I was like, you know, gasping. Anyway, I was in there for two hours, came out, and then I was like, right, next stop. I was um, doing collaboration with Range Rover because Range Rover Sport has a new car, and um, I was set. I was collaborating with the local Range Rover. Well, not really local. It was about twenty miles away from me. And I was doing like an hour and a half with my video guy, filming the car and getting inside. And they were expecting bouncy, positive, pink head, iffy. I was literally, my video guy had to drive me there because I couldn't drive. I was in just, I was exhausted. I was totally exhausted. And, I, and then when we got to Range Rover, I was like, I need three minutes just to take a deep breath. Camera was on and I was ready to go like a pro. Got out of the car, went and said hello to everybody, got back in the car. And then I said to, I dropped my video guy off at the train station because I just couldn't drop him home and then have to drive all that way back. Got home, fell in the door, went to bed. And then my partner says, you look terrible. And I was like, I know, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then he said, um, let's do a test and it came up with COVID. So on Friday evening, it was, I had COVID. And when you have COVID, you just want to hug, but nobody wants to hug you. <laughs> so I had no hugs. I was isolated in my bedroom. And the children were like throwing things in like I was a puppy, like um, different things for me to play with. I got thrown in a bell, which was amazing. Like a bell I could ring when I needed somebody. And I had to stay in my room. And for the whole day on Saturday, and I just laid in bed watching like different Netflix and just kind of feeling sorry for myself and doing some stories. And then on Sunday morning, I thought, sod this, I'm not staying in bed, no. I said, I'm gonna do it. So I got up, did my makeup, walked downstairs because no one was really in the house. So I was, a, I kind of snuck out. And and then I um, got my makeup done and I was like, I feel good. I went for a walk in the garden. And then when my partner came home, I said, let's do a COVID test. I did a COVID test and it said I was negative. Wow. So I beat COVID in less than 48 hours. And um, I don't know if it was a mindset thing or what, I don't know. But anyway, I feel much better, but my voice has changed massively because of how I felt. But what I can't stop doing while I'm talking on this app is smiling. 
because I'm smiling because I I'm 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 smiling because I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy that I can still speak and I can share and that I've got energy. I just feel truly happy and blessed. And I think the point I'm trying to make is what we must do, we must really talk to ourselves about how we want to be. We can't let outside people tell us who we are or or we can't hold ourselves back. And I knew that I had to change my mindset. So I got myself out of bed, got showered, got dressed, did my makeup, did my full makeup, like I was going on stage, I had a lot on. And I just was like, I'm gonna do this. So I, I think the one thing I'm gonna take away from my crazy weekend is, you know, don't hold yourself back. I could still be in bed now saying, oh, Dora Maria said, Ify, did you want to do this or not? I can't, I'm ill, I've got COVID. But instead I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but my voice sounds different. So please bear with me with the voice. Anyway, that was just a little bit of insight into my world. Um, I'd love to see, I saw Raymond, you and Mike, anyone like to jump in and share, you know, what are you doing to make sure that you can create financial freedom? I hear somebody, say your name. Hey, Ify, that was the app. So you're doing well, doing well, doing well but i'm here just want to acknowledge that you said my name <laughs> yes i said your name say my name say my name who's that who's open i'll jump in if, if you like for a moment steve oh yes steve my oh, longest yes. friend on the app one of oh, them you've got to tell our story steve i'm this waving i'm waving from west sussex hi steve <laughs> <laughs> yeah well just to say everybody um yeah i've, I've known iffy since probably my first week on the app, um, she made a room and I was the only person that went to the room and, and at the end of it, she said, well, I'm going to close the room now. She said, but what I've achieved is somebody's come to my room and look and look at it now. Every time I come on, actually, I, 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 I signed to send Ify the flowers by telling everybody that little sketch. But two things, actually, I think Ify deserves a, a bigger following on here as well. So because, I'm not going to reset the room in any way, but if you wanted to give her a follow. And also when Dre comes back, I was captivated by what Dre was saying. I was like, I'm, I'm actually having a day off today. And I was listening to Dre doing the ironing. <laughs> and um, the reason I wanted to speak was so that it pops up in my feed so I can have it on in the car again. I thought it was incredible what he was saying. And the thing he said that stuck out for me in my life and how when things have changed for me and i think for most of us we've really got to have our eye on the ball at the minute because with the worldwide inflation problem and our, and our wealth every day is becoming less if we don't take it forward um the thing that really resonated with me was um when i really did need to change my life when i was in my early 20s um i i as he said i went knocking on doors and um i didn't have to knock on many doors before i ended up in a the world of asset finance and within a year i actually had my own business so that was a very successful time and it was a great education about business and where to get money and how to employ people and how to motivate them and everything about advertising and it's kind of carried me through to this day now the point is as well just to pick up on something if he was saying um is i kind of got ahead by knocking on doors and when I, particularly when I used to work in central London, I was in motor retail and I used to run car dealerships often on a temporary basis. I'd go in for a few months until they employed someone to take over. And you'd re you'd regularly get people just, just appear and say, oh, um, have you got any jobs as a whatever, particularly sales execs and stuff. And um, 
I would always think, okay, well, we don't need someone, but there's nine branches in London and I'd have a little ring round or send out a group email. And you know, some of the people who knocked on the door in those days are now directors of the Renault Retail Group, which is incredible, isn't it? And another one, we, we created this or rather, actually, I'm gonna take the plaudits for a second. I created um, what I'm gonna describe as an evangelical recruitment process. I was driving home one day and I thought, uh, we'd really got to get new people and uh, how could we do it? And I'd kind of had this idea that somebody with a bit more oomph than me could get up on stage and start being evangelical about the business. And I happened to mention it to a guy called Steve Pauley, who ran a company called Success Unlimited Training Company. And he said, oh, he said, I've had this idea where, where we could get maybe 120 people and drill it down to maybe six to 10 people that you could guarantee a job for. So we ran a couple of these events and uh, the people and those people would have stepped out of their comfort zone, wouldn't they, to come to a hotel in the middle of London and, and get involved in things they'd never done before. Once again, there's some fantastic people who are now directors of that company. Um, one lady who I, I, I should remember her name. She was from Finland. She's now actually the marketing director of Renault Retail Group. And she joined the group on the back of my um, my my uh, recruitment process so I, i'm really proud of that but um i think the point is is it's all about paying it forward as well isn't it so the things that have worked well for you you could maybe help other people with and i do kind of run with a, with steve uh, mashevsky's philosophy who's also on this app and in fact his room's running at the moment um uh, for thankfulness encouragement and forward thinking and if you just de deploy those three things every day even only one of them you'll move yourself forward or somebody else's life. So uh, with that, I'll, uh, I'll pass you back to Ify. Thank you. Oh, Steve, thank you so much. Wow, what an interesting story. And isn't it great that you could see it at the beginning and now you can look back and see how far that lady's come. Um, it's absolutely extraordinary. But I think that's exciting, isn't it? Because I think sometimes people feel like when you see people who are succeeding, you think they just arrive there. But I don't think anyone really just arrives there. It's about you know starting where you are and then doing the things that you need to do every day to get you there and then you arrive there so i, I love that share and i love hearing you on the app um great uh, <laughs> thank you so much for jumping in would anyone else like to jump in and share you know where where they are or anything that they've done to get you where you are now and how you've managed to develop that kind of mindset i hear somebody David, oh lovely David, over to you, good morning. Good morning, good morning, sorry I'm late to the room, and uh, Rene, I've um, back-channeled you replying to your message before, so I just wanted to uh, let you know. Um, so this is this is Wake Up My Street, as you know, uh, me and Effie will be working together very, very soon. Um, but yeah, I've, in regards to your mindset and stuff like that, and creating financial freedom, I've been, I've been in, as most of you are, we, we, we have the fear of success believe it or not guys and you know that's why in my personal opinion you know we have the imposter syndrome which you know doubt you just try and keep you steady where you are and what you have to tell yourself is you have to tell yourself where you've come from to where you are now and the things which you've been through have been there to not 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 so much test you but to make you grow to the person that you need to be to get to that next level at the stage of your life so those of you that don't no, I've recently just come over of having a, a major liver transplant where I almost died and at the age of 37. And that really makes you just question and look at your life and things, what you're chasing and what you and what really is important to you. 
And then now that I've broken it down, I've realized that why I'm here is to basically pour into people and use my skills, which I've paid thousands of thousands of pounds for. But again, the old system, which I was running in in my thinking mind, not my emotional intelligence, was telling me, oh, no, you can't do that because if you get more successful, you're going to get trolls, you're going to get people who are not going to like you and stuff like that. And now I'm a new mind. I just, well, that's, that's great because that's them. It's not you. You're, you're, you know why you're doing what you're doing. You know why you're pouring into this room. You know why you're telling this story because you know that your message is going to help somebody else. So forget all the haters and the naysayers and yourself for that matter because what we tell ourselves, um, to quote Henry Ford, if you tell yourself you can't, you're right. And if you tell yourself you can, you're right. So instead of pumping yourself with negative affirmations or you can't do this or you can't do that, Say, what if, what if, what if, you know, instead of what the worst case scenario is, what if I do become successful? What if my Patreon account does take off? What if this does? And then when you do a what if, the positives, it just creates that different mindset and that shift which you need to excel to the next level. So that's my share. It's great rooms always. I'm here to help and support. Thank you so much, David. It's lovely to hear you. And I think um, if anyone doesn't know David's um, story and what he's done, it's absolutely incredible. And I think... When, with the work that I do, which is around storytelling, it's it's something that I really love doing, helping people to share their stories. While David was actually in hospital, he was in Clubhouse, and I was thinking to myself, when David gets through this, this is going to be an incredible story that he can share with the world. And I think if each of us do that, when we're, like David said, is everything that we're doing is going to teach us something. We're going to learn from it. We're going to get lessons from it. So what I found is a real good thing that I've started to, well, teach other people to do is when you're in the midst of real trauma, you know, like when you're on your hospital bed, like David was, or when you're having a blazing argument with someone that you love, or when you've made a mistake, or when things aren't going perfectly well, in those moments, take a take a moment just to say what am i going to learn from this or how is this moment going to be able to fuel me moving forward because everything that happens to us is happening for us it's happening to teach us something it's we're going to learn a lesson we can use that and because i come from the world of storytelling i'm always thinking how can this serve other people when i get through it And I see that with David and everything that he's done, his whole journey of getting the liver transplant and then coming back on the app, it's been incredible to watch because while he was in it, not knowing, you know, really in in it at the worst possible point, he was still fighting. And now we've seen a whole 360, you're now able to share your story of way, and we all got to kind of watch that live on the app as you were coming on and sharing. So each one of us has a story inside of us. We just need to figure out what part of our story is going to serve the people who need to hear from us. So um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, David, and thank you for sharing. Who else would like to jump in? Good morning, Effie. I would like to uh, jump in. My name is Gracian Jean-Pierre. I'm in the green sweater. I'm so thankful for your piece this morning and so grateful. And I could relate to David uh, and his story because uh, 15 months ago I was in the hospital and that was the first time when I tapped into this app. And I'm so grateful for this app. One thing I want to kind of share is that when I was going through all that, the mindset piece was very important for me. And that's what you talk about this morning. It's about keeping focus and focusing on yourself. But I developed something called hope, which is hope. Um, faith, 
love and believe equal freedom. So with the hope of knowing that I was gonna get better, there's no way that I was gonna be in the hospital, I was gonna get better. With the faith and the power and the love in my heart and the belief, I was able to create that freedom to now really doing well and seeing better and breathing better and focusing on my business. So I am so truly grateful for that opportunity to share that and also to hear you speak about being focused and being accountable and showing up for yourself. Thank you so much for sh for having this piece this morning. And my name is Gracienne Jean-Pierre. I'm in the green sweater with the big smile and have a beautiful day with love and peace. Oh, Gracienne, thank you so much for being here. And I love that hope, faith, love and belief equal freedom. Wow, that's a, that's amazing that you've been able to come from where you were to where you are. Can I ask you a quick question before you go? Yes, yes, sure. Okay, so when you were in the midst of it, what was going through your mind? What would you give to anybody else who ever might find themselves in that place? What would you say? You know, I have a little girl that is 13 years old. And for me, that was my beacon. That was my light. So I stayed focused and I also knew in my head that I was not done yet. I had a bigger mission. Like you said, to every darkness, there is light. And to every story, there is a, which is dark, there's a little joy in there. So I would keep on finding the little joy. Like when the nurse would start my IV and she would smile, her smile would be my joy when the doctor come in and say hey you know with his uh, with his starbucks and his hand and talking to me i was like okay i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna get a, a starbucks myself just little things that would come into my life in the hospital i would hold on and find joy in that darkness so wherever there is joy there's darkness there there's darkness there is joy so you just have to find that light and hold on to it Wow, I love that. Thank you so much. Finding the light, finding the light in the darkness. Woo! Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And David, did you flat unmite? Did you want to jump? Yeah, yeah. I, I was flashing just to, just to say that that's exactly that's exactly what what happened with me. So I was it was with my kids as well, Gracie. So I get where you're coming from. And this is the thing, guys. What you've got to do is to to give this a lesson to yourselves because you don't have to go through an extreme thing. Um, like me and the good lady did. But what you do is you've got to make the thing which you're aiming for bigger than yourself because then that way you'll want to do it. Whereas if it's not bigger than yourself, you'll find that when you do come to those hurdles or those setbacks or those hiccups, you'll find that you'll just stop because it's not bigger than you. So make sure that whatever you're aiming for is bigger than you so you keep going. That was just what I wanted to add on to that, but great chair. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are getting close to the um, last part of, of my time here. I wish I could see the time on this blooming new app. Um, who else would like to jump in? I think we've got time for one more share. Who would love to come in and share before I pass the mic over to the wonderful Raymond Ray? Who have we got? Have we got anyone who'd like to jump in and share? We've got a quiet stage today. Wake up, people. It's Monday morning. I'd love to see a flash of the mics. Who's on stage? Can I get some flashes? I won't call on you. We have Dr. Jeannie. We have Jackie. 
Who else do we have? Are you all running to your um, phones now? Karen King is here on stage. Babs is on stage. Dr. Tanji is on stage. David is flashing. He's on stage. So I see like five people flashing <laughs> on stage. So if you're on stage hi. and you are not... Well, where are you? Hi, hi, Iffy. Oh, <laughs> this I is... I was just about to say, come on, guys, if you're on stage, you've got to participate in the conversation, um, unless you're working out or driving or hand handling something, a heavy goods machine, then clearly don't take your hands off the wheels. Top Dr. Chenji, over to you. Yes, hello, Iffy. Um, what a wonderful, wonderful segment this morning. Um, one of the things that I do every morning after I read um, my scriptures and say my confessions in my in my room, um, my closet that's right next to my bed is um, my there. There's my confession. So I have that I will have financial freedom and I always put this current year because it pulls me towards it. And um, I know that we're not, God is not defined by time, but we are. So even though that was on my um, vision board last year and I'm still like working towards it, I feel it even more greater than ever before. But one of the things that you said that I absolutely loved was that um, when you become the director of your own movie, that is um, one of the keys to success and excellence, right? It must be the first priority because when you move towards that place and you understand that everything is in us because we are a production center, like everything that we need that pertains to life right and all of that it's already there and so when i realize that i have everything that 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 will create wealth my own wealth it is just it's been tremendous for me so like i've been pulling things towards me things have been happening as i'm walking um along the road of purpose it's like things just like attached to you like a magnet right it's like it just it just comes like the people that i'm meeting and all of that and so i know that it's all about um wealth is just about being all that you um are called to be i oft i um heard this statement it said that a poor man's words are not heard and uh when and that's a scripture that's in the bible and when you think about that really wealth just gives you the ability to touch more hearts and touch more people and that financial freedom gives you the ability to really expand your reach on humanity so that is what it's about making people's lives better so i'm looking forward if to walking in that financial freedom and kudos to you i saw that you recently pulled towards even the car that you manifested years ago and um even though that you said that was 10 years you can't believe that it took you 10 years but really that's just a snap of the finger right because like i said that God's not defined by time. We are, and so there are no time limits. I love it, and kudos to everybody for being on the stage today. And cheers to testimonies of financial freedom for years to come for all of us. Thank you, Ify. Wow, thank you. I love your energy. Absolutely. I love what you said about production. You are your own production factory. I love that. Oh, that really resonated. And yes, with the car thing, absolutely. You know, and it's about why, why I play that song Level Up all the time, because I think it's really important that we recognize there are levels to this, you know, and you have to get on the first step before you can jump leap to where you want to be there are levels there are steps you need to take those steps now you can take two or three at a time but you've got to keep going and yeah i i, I love that that um i can see where i've come 
but I, but where I'm going, there's going to be more levels. So, um, and that works for all of us, doesn't it? So thank you so much for being here. Everyone, thank you for being here today. I've really enjoyed being here on a Monday. Uh, I just want to leave you with one thing, you know, Monday does not have to be the worst day of the week. It can actually be the best day of the week. It can be the day of the week that you really get stuff done. So really go and lean forward into your Monday and, you know, take all the stuff that you're hearing on this app and on this stage and come up if you're going to come up on stage you know come and share and join in and let's hear your voice you know really really participate as well because everyone has something great to offer and we can all learn from one another um, and with thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions if you want to catch the live version you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time monday through friday saturday 6 to noon and sundays with our 111 sunday service make sure you're keeping up with breakfast with champions and getting yourself a seat at the table